The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-8192. That's 800-600-8192. 800-600-8192. The more the world changes, the more we find comfort in things that never change. This is Rabbi Daniel Lappin On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for being part of the Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show, where I, your rabbi, reveal how the world really works. Well, uh, here we are together, and... uh, and I look, you know, I just don't really want to talk about politics. Now, I know that, oddly enough, every time I do, uh, the ratings of the show climb. But I've got to tell you, uh, you know, what goes on is this ongoing rabid rhetoric which comprises a, a nationwide orgy of rage and spite against the president the it's it's like a never-ending cascade of feverish accusations and innuendos and i must tell you i find myself repelled by the brittle self-righteousness of the uh, chuck schumers the senate majority uh, minority leader and and many of the other guys in in congress i have to tell you um i think Particularly this last week, they've revealed startling incompetence and mind-numbing mediocrity, and uh, it's just it, it's just painful to have to talk about it. I also don't know that I have anything to add uh, beyond what each and every one of you thinks. You're all astute observers. You are all knowledgeable. You are all alert to the developments and the news. So I'm not sure that me talking about the politics has much to add. Uh, back in early 2016, I did several weeks uh, at that point because uh, I was uh, in, a, in a tiny minority advocating for support of Donald Trump, who I felt, um, and, and you know, and as events have borne out, I don't want to say Ayatollah Yusso, but... Um, uh, but uh, events have borne out my uh, my views on that. I, I didn't think anyone else could beat Hillary Clinton, and uh, and I, I I still believe that to be the case. And so then uh, I was literally one of a tiny minority speaking like that, and so I felt that I was bringing some value to the time you invested in the show. But uh, honestly, to talk about politics now, I don't. I just don't see it so much. I really don't. Um, look, um, I, I think we were given a second chance um, that we were headed towards a single-payer uh, medical system like Canada and like the United Kingdom. I don't think there was any chance of uh, any doubt about that. I think all along we've known beyond a shadow of a doubt that the dream of the far left, uh, people like the Obamas and the Clintons and their followers, uh, have long wanted to move 
uh, medicine into a government zone. Uh, you know, and not don't for one moment believe that this is because of their profound compassion um, for the uh, for the people of the United States of America. No, it's because when it's from the government, it it gives government more control, more reason to raise taxes, more reason to regulate the lives of ordinary human beings, and when you get right down to it, that is part of the dream. Of, uh, of progressivism, of socialism, of communism, of uh, liberalism. It's all part of the same thing. Um, if you ask the, uh, the average liberal believer uh, who does more for the lives of human beings, uh, government or the private sector, he, he doesn't have any doubt in his mind. Um, when he joins policy wonks all around the country today, who are aggressively advocating for a replacement of welfare, something called universal basic income. This means that um, every single person gets a basic two to three thousand dollars a month, plus additional things added on for for various reasons, such as children, etc. And uh, and and this no no means test no work you can work you don't have to work it's irrelevant everybody gets it. it's called universal basic income and in the same way that they dream of single payer medical that all of medicine will be under the government and no one will have any right to seek any form of private medicine so the dream is also to include um, uh, universal basic income as a replacement for welfare. All of these things moving in a steady, uh, single direction. What is the, the way to obstruct it? I've thought about this a great deal, and I am persuaded that the only way to stand astride this fearful locomotive of left-wing progress um, is, um, is to strengthen the family. And in that context, and I'll explain, I'll explain why I think that is, but uh, you probably know yourselves that at its most basic level, uh, people who are part of families typically have less need for government. Uh, people who are part of functioning families are not on welfare, they're not on food stamps, uh, they are simply not using uh, the government. Government doesn't care for that. Government likes dependency of people. That's why, uh, although this rose to horrifying heights during the Obama administration, most governments employ people to follow one of the, the rules of, of, uh, of Marx and Engels, which is to get more and more people hooked on government assistance, uh, to make them dependent upon government. Families make people independent of government, therefore... Government doesn't like families, but you didn't need me to tell you that. You knew that government doesn't care for families. That's just one reason why one of the ways of, of obstructing the, uh, the mechanism of left-wing pro progress um, is to expand families. Now, this obviously is easier said than done because even the New York Times which most of the time these days you can't even believe. But in this particular case, they, they had a story um, speaking of the fact that, uh, the, that the firstborn of millennials 
a majority of millennials um, is illegitimate. Now, that's an old-fashioned word. I'm not supposed to use that. It makes me sound as if I lack compassion. It sounds as if I want to stigmatize an innocent baby. But uh, while none of the above is true, the word still remains a very good indicator of a powerful and revealing reality, which is that when a child is born to a mother who is not married to the father of that child, the future of that child is less likely to be a stable and successful future than a child born into a uh, functioning marriage um, and, uh, and uh, a normative family. So that, with that as an absolute r reality, with absolutely no question at all, um, I think it's interesting to point out now, never wanted to do this whenever we're near Mother's Day or near Father's Day, uh, just, you know, for fear of not wanting to sound <laughs> too much like a Grinch. The, as far as I go on Mother's Day, and regular listeners to the show already know that I point out that in the Lappin household, every day is Mother's Day. And yes, I'm grateful to be able to say every day is Father's Day. But uh, that is merely a lighthearted aside. The, the reality is that uh, Mother's Day and Father's Day do exist in the cultural calendar. You know, regardless of what you think about it, it's become something that is very difficult to ignore, right? You know, if you don't invite your mom to lunch on Mother's Day, you know, is that making a statement? It used to be that you were standing out by observing Mother's Day, but no more. Today, if you don't, you stand out. And so, like it or not, you've been co-opted into participating in the Mother's Day, Father's Day thing. But have you ever wondered about a really interesting question? Why is it? that there is a Mother's Day and there's a Father's Day. But why is there no Husband's Day and no Wife's Day? Have you ever thought about that? Well, allow me to suggest three reasons why there's no Mother's Day and there's no Father's Day on the cultural calendar. And I'll do that just as we come back, as soon as we come back. The website, rabbidaniellappin.com. And uh, please head over there. Make sure you're signed on to the... Uh, weekly emails, and uh, take a look at a very valuable monetary tool. It's called Boost Your Income, Three Spiritual Strategies for Success. And uh, when I say success, by the way, I don't mean, you know, as a human being or as a mother or as a child. No, we're talking finances and nothing but finances in that particular program. Um, it's a uh, an audio download which is available at an incredibly low price, negligible. Uh, I know people who spend more on a morning cup of coffee than uh, than, uh, than than this free, this uh, very uh, very inexpensive download of Boost Your Income will cost. Look at it, look for it at RabbiDanielLappin.com, and at any rate, uh, the price for it is certainly uh, no more than two cups of coffee at uh, a large national coffee chain whose name will not be mentioned until they become regular sponsors of the Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show. Quick break. I'll be right back with you. 
You're listening to Rabbi Daniel Lappin On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. Find more at theblaze.com slash radio. If you're in the market for a new mattress, casper.com slash rabbi should be the next website you visit. Casper created an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. It's one perfect mattress, and it's sold directly to you, eliminating the need to endure one of those commission salesman mattress stores with inflated prices. Casper is shipped for free right to your door, astonishingly delivered in a sleek, how-did-it-fit-in-there box. You just let it unfold, and there you have it, one of the most supportive sleep surfaces ever designed, hassle-free. Casper is made in America, and Time magazine named it one of the best inventions of 2015. Breathable latex and memory foams are combined for just the right sink and just the right bounce. Try Casper for 100 nights free, and if you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Right now, get $50 towards any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash rabbi. That's casper.com promo code rabbi. Terms and conditions apply. casper.com slash rabbi. We now return with Rabbi Daniel Lappin On Demand on the Blaze Radio Network. We're back. It is the Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show. And thank you for being part of it. And thank you for telling folks about it. Every time you even tell just one person uh, about the show, uh, it has an impact. It really does. Because, uh, you know, every, every human interaction uh, carries the potential for vast creativity. You know, you, you have one person who comes over to a certain way of thinking, who knows how many other people that person can influence as well. So I literally view every single listener uh, as an enormously important triumph. Like one new listener, fantastic. Uh, I really find that to be very real. So uh, much appreciate those of you who go out of your way to uh, win an occasional new listener here or there. The numbers reflect your effectiveness, and I appreciate it. Okay, so uh, so there it is. The culture is very happy doing Mother's Day and doing Father's Day all the time. We got that, right? Every year we got that, and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and the amount of money that people spend on it, and the Hallmark cards that people... All right, it's all there. And uh, But how come no Husband's Day and no Wife Day? Like, wouldn't, they, wouldn't it sort of make sense... In the same way that we say Father's Day and Mother's Day, wouldn't it make sense for there to be a husband's day and a, and a, and a wife's day? But there isn't. And there's not going to be either. Why? Well, let me give you reason number one. Uh, reason number one is that uh, our culture is fundamentally hostile to the traditional biblical family model. Right? We know that. And when I say biblical family model, the idea of one man and one woman being committed to one another and becoming one new unity in a thing we call marriage, that is a biblical concept. Right? It is a biblical concept. And that is why in cultures that never, ever had any access to the Bible, cultures in which Christian missionaries never appeared on their own, never ever came up with the idea of marriage as we know it. They never did. Marriage as we know it is literally a gift of God 
leaping off the pages of the Bible. Like it or not, marriage is not of a secular origin. This is one of the reasons that so many people to this very day, in spite of a, uh, a, an ongoing juggernaut of secularism, secularism steamrolling our society, uh, at the same time, huge numbers of couples still choose a religious marriage ceremony. They still choose to get married by a priest, a pastor, a rabbi, in church, in synagogue. They do. Why? Because of this realization that it is a religious covenant. It's not just a legal contract between a man and a woman. It's a covenant between a man and a woman and God. That's what people realize. And as a result of that, a culture, governmental forces, uh, governmental bureaucracies, and uh, the, 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 the uh, institutions of news and entertainment, they're hostile to the biblical family model. And so not only is there no enthusiasm or would there be any enthusiasm for a, uh, a husband's day and a wife's day, but um, there would be very palpable hostility. Um, you see, Mother's Day and Father's Day is beautifully value-free, right? Because everybody has a mother and everybody has a father, even if large numbers of people have no idea who their father is. But they still had a father. Large numbers of people, everybody has a mother. And so you're not leaving anybody out, are you? And there's no value judgment either. Because if you celebrate Mother's Day or Father's Day, you're making no observation whatsoever about whether mom and dad were married when they conceived you. And you're making no observation whatsoever regarding whether mom or dad invested years in raising you, uh, wrapped up in the cocoon of their love and their commitment. Yeah, Mother's Day is Mother's Day. Every mother, every mother gets the same. It's Mother's Day or it's Father's Day, right? And we simply make no moral judgment whatsoever. Every mother's the same as every other mother. Well, in the real world, we know that's far from true. And certainly, uh, children know full well whether they had a great mother or not a great mother. And so, reason number one for why there is no husband's day and no wife's day, and neither will there be, is because uh, mother and father is biological. You could imagine chimpanzees celebrating Mother's Day or Father's Day. I mean, not, not, not in reality, but you could, you could conceive of such a thing simply because chimpanzees have mothers and fathers. But no chimpanzee has marriage. There is no chimpanzee who's a husband and no chimpanzee who's a wife. And anything that tends to suggest that we are anything different from chimpanzees is something the culture frowns upon. How about reason number two? Reason number two that we are not likely to see Husband's Day or Wife's Day is because Mother's Day and Father's Day are inclusive. And that word inclusive has become doctrinal in the theology of secular fundamentalism. Everybody has a mom. 
everybody has a dad. So everybody can celebrate Mother's Day. Everybody can celebrate Father's Day if they know who their father is. But not everybody is or has been a husband. And not everybody has been or is a wife. And so if we would have Husband's Day and Wife's Day, who knows? Maybe some of the people in your building might feel offended. Maybe some of the people on your block might feel left out. And so we like inclusive things in our society. In fact, the uh, cultural pressures on K through 12 education are shaped largely by the doctrinal demands of inclusivity. So is that nobody should feel in any way different from anybody else. And so welcome to the world of exclusivity. Welcome all you husbands and wives. You belong to a rare group, a special prestigious club of people who are or have been husbands and people who are or have been wives. But the culture doesn't really care much for you. You are not biological. You are something else, something higher, something special. Culture doesn't much care for that. And uh, reason number three, well, reason number three is, uh, is look, um, all you have to do to celebrate Mother's Day is, is just be born. And then all you've got to do is take mom out for lunch once a year. And wham, you've celebrated Mother's Day. It's, it's so cool. And you feel so good about it, right? And Father's Day, you know, as long as you know who he is, you just be nice to him. You know, buy him a tie or a book or something one day a year on Father's Day. Hey, great, you celebrated Father's Day this year. So it's another good year. You did Mother's Day and Father's Day. But my friends, if you observe Husband's Day, that means that you continue accepting the obligations of wifehood. And if you observe Wife's Day, that means you remain a committed and faithful husband. And that places serious obligations on us. You celebrate Husband's Day and Wife's Day, that's an ongoing thing. It's not just something that happened one day, like the day you were born. That established your relationship with your mother. But your relationship with your husband or your relationship with your wife gets renewed every day and every night. It really does. And that's why, in ancient Jewish wisdom, the concept is to literally view each day as almost another marriage. It's almost as if it's a fresh marriage. And because we human beings have this remarkable capacity for growth and change and development and transformation, in many ways, each day you are celebrating your marriage to a completely new person. Now, in the hustle and bustle of everyday life, you might not notice the changes in your husband and wife from yesterday. But if you think about it, you do notice the changes from a year ago, don't you? Or from five years ago. And I'm, I'm not just talking about the passing years, making your husband look even more virile and handsome than he used to, or the passing years that make your wife look even more nubile and beautiful than she did. No, I'm not talking about the, the physical uh, 
manifestations of, of the movement of time. But I'm, I'm talking about uh, how much better you know one another and how much better you adapt to one another and how much more comfortable it is to be together. All of those things that are a normal part of a functioning marriage means that every single day is a remarriage and every single day is a renewal of vows and every single day is undertaking one, once again the commitments of being an upstanding husband, the commitments of being a loving and faithful wife. And so all of these things are the reasons why we're not likely to see Mother's Day and Father's Day joined on the calendar by Husband's Day and Wife's Day. Not likely to happen. And neither am I suggesting that you should impose a Husband's Day or a Wife's Day on your calendar because my recommendation is that in your household you should emulate the Lappin household and make every day Husband's Day and every day Wife's Day regardless of what the folks at Hallmark Cards might think. Alrighty, a quick break once again. A commercial announcement. Here is an opportunity to spend a negligible few dollars and acquire something of real value, which is a guide to increasing your revenue. It is exactly what it sounds like. Boost your income, and it can be downloaded for a very low price. If you actually want the hard copy, if you want the audio CD mailed to you, I think it'll run about $10, but uh, the download, much less than that. And uh, all of that at the website, rabbidaniellappin.com. I used to say you need a rabbi.com, but I, I'm not sure that was working properly for everybody. So I just say rabbidaniellappin.com takes you right there. All right, everyone, thanks for being part of the show. Back with you in just a moment. More to come from Rabbi Daniel Lappin, revealing how the world really works. On demand on the Blaze Radio Network. The progressive movement is full of lies. Why do Americans keep falling for the deception? In his new book, Liars, Glenn Beck reveals the simple answer, fear. At our most basic level, we're all afraid of something, and progressives exploit this by offering us solutions to our fears. Solutions based on lies and an unrelenting hunger for power and control. Understanding the roots of these lies is key to helping us stop the disease of progressivism. Liars by Glenn Beck. On sale now at glennbeck.com slash liars. Rabbi Daniel Lappin returns with more of how the world really works on the Blaze Radio Network On Demand. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. The Rabbi Daniel Lappin Show, your rabbi revealing how the world really works. And uh, one of the questions we, we have to ask ourselves is uh, um, why it is that there is an equal loathing of the family as there is loathing of money on the left. Now, uh, instead of calling it Marxism or communism or Leninism or progressivism or liberalism or socialism, uh, all just different terms for uh, what is qualitatively exactly the same thing, uh, there may be slight differences in degree uh, and and certainly in a commitment to doctrinal belief. In other words, I'm not saying by any means that everybody who thinks of himself or herself as a proud liberal uh, necessarily has ever read 
the Communist Manifesto by Marx and Engels. I'm not saying that, but uh, I am saying that there is a, a certain force that pulls people in that direction. Uh, and a, a term that I prefer, rather than Marxism or communism, all these words, I like the term secular fundamentalism. And so, just so you know what I'm speaking about, uh, it, it, it doesn't much matter to me whether we're talking to, uh, uh, you know, uh, Bill Ayers or Bernadine Dorn or Tom Hayden, you might remember him from the 60s and 70s, uh, and wh whether they call themselves Bolsheviks or Marxists or communists or socialists doesn't really make any difference. They're, uh, they're just being silly. Uh, what they really are are secular fundamentalists. In other words, when you are a committed secular fundamentalist, then automatically you feel drawn to the policies and doctrines that over the years have become known as socialism or communism or Marxism or whatever else you want to call it. It doesn't make any difference. Uh, the bottom line is that they, uh, they share a number of characteristics, and the chief ones are a deep hostility to both family and money. And it, it's, not, it's not all that hard to see why it is, uh, because if you want uh, limitless government state power, then you obviously need to make people dependent on government. The two things that make us independent of the state are money and our families. And so the biggest obstacle to state seizure of everything uh, and that is what it is, by the way. When you become a left-wing politician, nothing is ever enough. That's why if you were to ever ask a left-wing politician, what is the absolute top limit on taxes that you believe can never be exceeded by a responsible government, I don't think they'll ever give you an answer because in the final analysis, they never ever want to limit the amount or the proportion of your income that they want to seize. And it's, it's perfectly understandable. When you look at it from Chuck Schumer's point of view, he can do so many important things with your money. And after all, he knows better what's good for you than you do. And look, he really does believe those things. So uh, we must cut him some slack. I mean, and I'm not, you know, I'm not pointing... Uh, a finger deliberately and exclusively at Chuck Schumer. He's just a handy uh, representative of what it is that we are uh, talking about. So they've, they've got to damage and ultimately abolish uh, the family. Well, none of them ever had the unmitigated gall, the chutzpah, uh, to suggest homosexual marriage. I mean, they never would have dreamed that that could possibly come to pass. Otherwise, they would have, because it is such a useful tool for their goals and their ends. And uh, and you can only imagine people like uh, Marx and Engels sort of in their graves, rolling around in unrestrained glee as they say, can you believe what those Americans have done? It's better than anything we could have hoped for. And uh, there they are celebrating the arrival of uh, homosexual marriage. And look, I, there's no turning back the clock, I know that. But it's as well for us to understand exactly the role this plays 
and to also know that it is so many stages further down the road than they ever would have dreamed of. Look, uh, they were sexual radicals. There's no question about it. I've spoken in an earlier thought in an earlier podcast. I've discussed the Frankfurt School um, that came over to America from Germany. Unfortunately, many of them were secularized Jews, and it, it doesn't even make sense to call them Jews. They were they were Jews, but uh, the truth is that they subscribed to absolutely nothing in Judaism or the Jewish religion. Uh, they utterly rejected the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So anyway, bottom line, they were uh, cultural, and by birth they were Jewish, but they were by belief and doctrine. They were secular fundamentalists, and uh, they absolutely intended the obliteration of the family in, in America. That was their goal. Uh, now, they believed with, the, with, with utter and complete faith that society would be better if they could get rid of it. Uh, Marx was a strange bird, I have to tell you. Uh, Marx actually wrote um, to Engels. Well, they collaborated for 40 years. They, they were quite a pair. Uh, he wrote, blessed is he who has no family, wrote Marx. Uh, meanwhile, the, the joke, of course, is that uh, the two of them, Marx and Engels, were living off their parents. And so for people who didn't want any family, they were sure using their family without any limit. Um, they say that, uh, I've never been able to track it down, but it sounds right, that Marx's mother uh, once, not once, often used to say to people, I wish my son, Carl, would stop talking about capital and start accumulating some of it. But, um, of course, that was, uh, that was uh, what Marx and Engel were all about. Anyways, uh, the idea that uh, there shouldn't be family, and breaking the relationship between parents and children, also a very important part of it, very important. And so uh, a part of that is abolishing inheritance, the idea that your children should in some way benefit more than society's other children from you when you move on uh, to our good Lord is, is anathema to them. They can't stand that idea. Their idea is that, uh, that when you move on, your possessions belong to the state, obviously. I mean, who else do you think they belong to? You don't have any right to give away things after you're dead. They're not yours. They go to the state. And they shouldn't just go to your children. They should go to all the children. You know how often the left does things for the sake of the children. Well, this is another one of those things. And uh, the idea is to strip away inheritance. The idea of that is 100% inheritance tax, which uh, the left has managed to come awfully close to in the United Kingdom in the 20th century. And, uh, and the inheritance tax has been uh, high in this country. But the goal there is to separate parents and children, to start severing that link. So there shouldn't be this financial link. The children shouldn't feel connected to parents in, or in any way that the prospect of an inheritance should influence the relationship. Shouldn't be there. They just that shouldn't exist because it does only bad from their point of view. The concept of inheritance strengthens the relationship between parents and children. As far as raising children is concerned, you must remember that Israel was founded by unreconstructed Bolsheviks. And uh, today, of course, uh, it is a very different story. As a matter of fact, 
I'm participating in, in Las Vegas this Friday with, in, a, in a panel with George Gilder on the question of whether Israel will be won by socialism or by capitalism at the end of the day. What, what is going to win? Because it has a deeply rooted socialistic beginnings. Uh, the kibbutz, which for all intents and purposes is, um, is no longer functioning anywhere close to what the founders intended. The founders intended, and the original kibbutzim were like this, that uh, at, at a very early age you handed your children over to the kibbutz. And, you know, you saw them on, on uh, Shabbat, but uh, you basically handed your children over to the kibbutz to be raised by professional child raisers. And that was an old Marxist concept that, again, you've got to break the link. You've got to make sure that children's primary loyalty is not to their parents, but it is to the state. And that is exactly what uh, the goal is all about. And, uh, and little by little, that is how they do it. Um, the shattering the structure of the family and depriving people of having their own money, having their own property. Uh, the idea that the state will provide everything. And by the way, free education for everybody was an early Marx and Engels concept as well. Uh, again, that way, taking over the function of educating and raising children, making it a state function rather than a parental function. And of course, that has again reached uh, frightening uh, levels already here in the United States of America, other countries also. Anyway, that is, um, that's as far as we go in this show. Uh, the, the website, uh, rabbidaniellappin.com, the, um, uh, the uh, resource waiting to enhance your life economically is called Boost Your Income. Uh, if you download it digitally immediately now, uh, it is available for a um, disparagingly low price. Uh, if you wanted to get it for, uh, if you wanted to get it mailed to you as a CD, that's easy as well. That'll cost you uh, around about ten dollars. Uh, it's boost your income, and uh, it is rabbidaniellappin.com. Make sure that uh, you're on our mailing list, and make sure that uh, if you want to send an email, you want to put a comment, all of that on the website. So do join us there, and uh, until next week. I am your rabbi, I'm Rabbi Daniel Lappin, wishing you a week of good health and prosperity. God bless. Ancient solutions to modern problems. This is Rabbi Daniel Lappin, on demand on the Blaze Radio Network.